Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. The Mother Rucker podcast is sponsored by Baby Tula, a global leader in ergonomic and comfortable carriers. Tula's mission is to give parents confidence and support and help them keep doing what they love while being reflective of their own personal style through a range of stunning designs. As an inclusive brand, Tula offers carriers for all ages and stages from birth up to around seven years to empower families of all kinds throughout their unique parenting journeys. Make sure you check them out and choose your favourite design. Hello and welcome to the Mother Rucker podcast. My name is Lizanne and I'm here to chat to you about all things sling every other week. With me today is Amy Rainbow of Amy Wraps Babies with her website and popular social media accounts. Hi, Amy. I'll cut you off guard there. Just need a drink. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> we can do that again if you want to. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I've been listening to some of your past episodes and the people that you have on is just like, I'm super honored to be part of the circle of your guests because you've, you've had some amazing conversations and really awesome folks on in yourself included. So I'm Aww. super excited to be here and to Aww, get to talk to you. you. Yeah, no, it's lovely to talk to you too. Cause I've been obviously the wonders of Instagram. You have your favorites who you follow all the time and yeah, I'm always checking in on your page and seeing what you're up to and loving your tutorials as well. Really easy thank to follow. You. It's fab. So yeah, yeah, thank you for all that. That's and thank goal. you for agreeing to be here with me. Well, this, I was about to say with me this evening because it's this evening here for me, but it ain't for you. Where are you yeah, coming like, to us uh, from, Amy? Yeah, it's early afternoon. Um, Portland, Oregon. I live in Portland, Oregon, so like Pacific Northwest. The North, yeah, Northwest. It's in the title of the United States. Yeah, cool. So um, where are your kids then? Are they at school? Um, they are in the living room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right behind one room is right behind me. One's right behind me in his room. Um, they are 17, 8, and 5. Took me a minute there to remember. Um, and we are all hanging out at home as we have been hanging out at home since March. And that's pretty much all we do anymore. Is yeah. Hang out at home and go for walks around. Oh, of course. Because obviously uh, with COVID-19, at the moment it's the end of October for anyone listening. We're recording this at the end of October. Uh, and at the moment in the UK, all the kids are back at school. Uh, but in the US, a load of your schools, they haven't reopened, have they? It's all mm -hmm. online home learning still, isn't it? Yep, everybody is online. My younger two are homeschooled, so yeah. we're used to this. Like when yeah. the, we were like, oh, this has pretty much been no change for them other than being at home more. But my mm -hmm. oldest has been in public school his whole life. So he's a senior in high school and he's finishing his last year um, on the computer. Yeah, oh, which sucks. Because he'll have That's proms and things that he'll be missing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're really grateful that his last year wasn't last year, but that it's this year. And at least we're prepared for it because so many kids were like totally caught off guard. Of course. But yeah. Oh, bless. It's been a change. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you told us a bit about your family. So you've got your three kids. And is it just you raising them? Do you have someone else with you? Oh, right. Them? Yeah. I have, my husband is here. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> um, um, we've been together since almost 20 years wow yeah almost there so he's here and it's been really nice actually when this whole thing when we when this whole thing started in march um i was pretty nervous because i am an introvert even though i'm on social media i'm very much introverted which i think is a really interesting thing about people that are on social media a lot of us that appear super extroverted on social media are actually very introverted people and socially awkward and that kind of thing which i find all over and over like you and i were talking about adhd yeah like, yes that it's so common but anyway I was super nervous about being with him 24 seven all the time because I need my space, but it's actually been really wonderful. Oh, um, there's been some really positive things I think from this year, even though this year has been 
really horrible. <laughs> like we were just talking about having 2020 luck. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's been really horrible, but there's been some really awesome things for some of us um, uh, that have been so lucky and so privileged to, to be able to have some awesome things come out of some of this crappy stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. I live here, long story short, I live here in Portland, Oregon <laughs> with my husband and our three kids and our very old black lab and our very young kitties one of them is napping right right here in front of me oh and what did you do before you had kids so before oh you became gosh, a mom really to remember back that far <laughs> I was gonna say you're the 17 year old so old so um what did I do before I had kids I don't remember. I, we had my youngest when we were 20, when I was 21, almost 21. So I was in college doing like, I was studying to be an architect. My uh, degree is in architecture for oh, some wow. reason. Um, but then after I had my, it was when I was having my second child that I was like, no, um, this isn't working because it's a really, really demanding job. Yes. Really, yeah. really demanding. Um, so I did a complete 180 and now I stay at home. Um, I'm a childbirth educator in the evenings. I'm a baby wearing educator. Um, primarily, that's like my main job. I like to think that it's my main job. And I homeschool my kids. And yeah, that's all I do now. So it's been a big shift. Yeah. But I think that's the really cool thing about about the identity shift of becoming a parent, which is why I love childbirth education so much, is because you discover so much more about, yeah, you you know, they say that I love the cliche that like a baby is born, but but so is a mother, so is a father, so is a yeah. family. And that's a huge transition and you find out so much about yourself when you go through that transition that like my past life, I almost kind of totally forget because Mm. (laughs) that's it no 100% I feel like an absolutely completely different person to who I was before I became a mother I mean the core elements are still there you know I'm still obsessed with baking and Pokemon but like I'm I'm still but I I as a person have changed fundamentally in who I am and there's a wonderful term for that period it's called matrescence um m-a-t-r-e-s-c-e-n-c-e matrescence Um, and if you Google it, like our brains actually go through a rewiring process. Um, and that's where the term baby brain comes from is because our brains rewire themselves to become mothers. And, and yeah, we discover all these things about ourselves that we, we never knew we were capable of beforehand. And it's an amazing transformative process, like you say. Um, but yeah, cool. Thanks for sharing. Uh, right, so let's get down to some carrying geekery. Oh, yeah. So yeah. when did you start carrying? Oh, yeah. That's what, um, super fun to think about because mm. it's been so long. Um, 2003 was when I bought my first carrier. Um, it was a baby Bjorn. Yep. Like, That's pretty old, much all that was around. That's what there was. That's and all was there was. About it and I was like, trying to put it in this perspective, there was no social media in 2003. There wasn't. Facebook was, Facebook was 2004, yeah. 2005? There was Facebook. MySpace. Oh, MySpace there, was probably around 2000, 2001. Do you remember MySpace? Just. I got, I, got, I got the tail end of MySpace and then Facebook <laughs> came along. <laughs> like we had AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, we God, didn't yeah. have Instagram DMs, you know? Yeah. So, like, when I was having my first child at 21, I had no idea. Like, I just read the parenting magazines, and they didn't talk about baby wearing then. We're lucky that they talk about baby wearing now. Yeah. Like, thank goodness we've come this far. Um, so we had no idea. And we loved to travel. Because we were still in our 20s. There was no pandemic. It was a beautiful, wonderful time. And we got out there um, and with our giant travel system stroller, like yeah. giant, giant, where the car seat steps, it snaps in the thing and all the stuff. And we're in Chicago, which, you know, I mean, if you're from, it's a big city. Um, it's got great public transportation and I'm into urban design and all that stuff. So I always take public transportation whenever I go to a city that has great, a great system. Yeah. And we're on this thing with a ginormous stroller 
that's like taking up the space of three human bodies, three adult human bodies. People can't get on to the subway. It's the L, they call it in Chicago. They can't get on to the train because of our ginormous, tra- uh, our ginormous stroller. People are giving us horrible, dirty looks. We were like, we're never doing this again. So our next trip, we travel to Chicago somewhat frequently because we have family there and it's just mm-hmm. a really awesome city. Yeah. Um, our next trip, we that trip we were just like looking around because we'd never looked around at other, we'd never noticed other parents before. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, you don't. Something thought of before, you know, being young parents. Um, and we noticed that's what people had. So that's what somebody gave us. And we started wearing it around 10 months or so, mm. only in the facing out position. That's it. That's, again, because but that's all you see. That's all, yeah, that's, that was all of the, the messaging. That's all you saw in movies. That's all you saw on TV. That's all you saw on the box. Like, yeah, that's all you saw. That's what we did. And it was amazing. Amazing. I can't imagine how amazing it would have been if we had turned them around too and gotten more of the snuggles because we literally just use it for travel. Yeah. Um, And all the pictures that I have from back then were like in cool places in our baby viewer. It's wonderful. But I'm like, how much more could I have gotten mm. out of that with my first child? How would that have changed my relationship with my first child if I had not even had a bunch of other carriers or anything, but just thought about using it for something other than travel? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was a great baby. He was a great easy baby. I could put him down. He wasn't super needy like my subsequent children. <laughs> Bless them. Um, so that's kind of like my goal now is mm. to reach the person that I was back then, which thank goodness it's not all on us and our profession. There's so much more messaging in media now, and there's so much more yeah. um, variety seen of baby wearing in just like mainstream culture yeah. that people have a whole lot more of a message. But I think that's what a lot of us are trying to do is make sure that people know that they have these options mm-hmm. um, and they can use carrying for so many other things other than just convenience. We think about convenience first. A lot of people that I work with think about yeah. convenience first, but that bonding and snuggles and all that, that extra stuff. Yeah. We, that's good too. That's the magic. <laughs> that's the magic. That's bit. It's practical for convenience, but then the snuggles and the bonding, that's the magic that just, that's where you're, yeah. That's the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that, I think that's the part that makes you stay. You know, you come mm. for the convenience, you stay for the snuggles. <laughs> you need it on a t shirt. Trademark it and put it on a t shirt. <laughs> come for the convenience, stay for the snuggles. That's what baby wearing is. I love it. I love it. So, your Bjorn was your first carrier. Knowing what you know now with all your experience now, what would you say is your favorite carrier of all time? Your personal one, right? Personal one. I love that. I love that answers that other, that other people have given to, to this question. Cause we're all like trying to be so like, well, all the carriers are great because they are. I mean, it's such a a hard question now for so many of us to answer because now that we know so many more things, like if you were to ask me so many years ago when I started the journey of being a baby wearing educator, they would have been woven wraps, hands down. And I have my my favorite wovens and those are the ones I use because they're so flexible and versatile. I can do so many things with them. They're a mental challenge, and that that was a mental challenge that I really needed moving from a different career yeah. to, to justice. And in between my first child and my second child, I was doing like um, a computer sort of computer web design kind of, mm-hmm. not web design, software design kind of work. Sure. Um, so it was a, still a lot of like brain stuff. And when I went and I dropped all that after I had my second child, my brain needed some kind of stimuli and yeah. figuring out all the stuff for wrapping, what all the different passes are called? What are the different wrap qualities? Like what do sizes do? And what is this called and this carry called? And if you do this pass and this pass. Um, so that's still probably my favorite. Yeah. Personally, because. And the, what's your favorite wrap? It's a really good question. Um, I don't, 
What's the one you if will never part one, with? They're over here. If there was one that it's actually over there and that's in the pile number two corner, um, because we're going for jewel tones over here right now. Oh, um, nice. can't see it. We're going for jewel tones over Ooh, here in the pile right now. Pretty. Um, but I have, wait, hold on. Okay. It's okay. Like, okay. Yeah. Grab it. Grab your map. It's a techie, which is a company out of, and they're close to Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. I've um, heard of them. Yeah. Um, and American made, like, it's not so much American made brats. It's stuff that's local to me was always what I tried to find first, which it, I find yeah. regardless of where you are in the world, trying to find something that's close to you and supporting those companies that are close to you. I think it's just something that I love about the baby wearing community. Uh, but this one was the very first wrap that I bought. Um, it was one that I like, I learned about woven wraps. Um, I figured out, you know, that I wanted to take the plunge for one. I found this company and thought they were really cool and then just kept looking and waiting for a release. Cause you know how wovens, I, and yeah. the whole release culture was like, what are we doing here? How yeah. come I can't just go to the store and get one? Mm-hmm. So this one, I, you know, sat up and waited until the stocking and fastest fingers and the size, I wanted a size four sold out in like a minute. Like, ah, so I went for a size five and I'm so glad that I did because it's really close to my face size. Um, not quite. I really like a six, but my, all my children were carried or nuzzled somehow. Now my old, he, my oldest wasn't carried, but he was snuggled yeah. um, in that wrap. And so that has sentimental value. Um, yeah. Now I've tried to move on to things that are like really clear for teaching. So they have stripes along the length of the wrap and all that stuff. Um, but this one still is like, yeah, no, I'll have that forever. It'll be yeah. pillows or something someday. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. And that was a, a Techni, what's yeah. the name yeah, of the um, design and the colorway? Uh, it's the pattern is Meandros because it's like a Greek meandering thing. And Clementine is the color. It's it a looks. really cool like blend of two really bright orange. Mm, it's gorgeous. Orange and yellow and stuff. So, yeah. So beautiful. Personally, that's the carrier that I'd take to anything if I could only pick one from everything. But I'm a huge fan of stretchy wraps now. I think I have more stretchy wraps than woven wraps now because oh, I yeah. just bought one last week. <laughs> I love stretchy. I have no babies, you guys. <laughs> I just I've got this boba. Oh, you got the boba rainbows. Rainbows, and I was like, I can't, I can't not. And I was talking to somebody about it on Instagram. And um, I was like, your boba's a little bit thicker of a stretchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah they it's are. It's the thickest of the stretchies that, well, not quite, but it's, it's on the upper end of the scale. So I was like, yeah, it's up there. It's so like thick and stuff. And she's like, it feels a little lighter. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, I have to have it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I bought it. And I also, I also bought a Solly wrap like a few months ago. Yes, yeah, they're not quite here in the UK. Like a few of them have come over from the US, but so you can find them secondhand here, but you don't really get them new here. Um, but yeah, I know of Solly. They're California, aren't they? Yes, yes, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Yeah, I'm glad stretchies are taking off more in the US mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. in a big way, but yeah. They're a great one. They're so affordable. I know, but, and it's such oh, a great way to get people hooked on baby wearing as well, <laughs> which is yeah, what we want. If you can do a stretchy, you can do it. You can do it with baby wearing. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. So. And if you can't do a stretchy, we've got loads of other stuff that you can do instead. We've got plenty of other things <laughs> that you can do. Yeah, yeah, so like now it's really hard to say what's your favorite because I really didn't like buckle carriers at the beginning, but I just didn't know how to use them. Yeah. And now that I know really well how to use them, now they're great too. I, I don't know. It, it could be a toss up between my woven wrap and like an Omni 360 that does everything. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's still a woven. <laughs> that's it. That's the one you grab in a fire. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. It'd still be that one. And uh, yeah, for all the reasons that I said. Oh, good. Cool. So Amy wraps babies. How did it start? Why did you start it? 
Um, I started on Instagram because I was learning how to use woven rag. I was learning how to use this same woven. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I wanted a way to document with an image and text what I did because I was learning, like I was trying to learn how the combinations of passes make a secure high back carry and yes. make a ruck and make a this or that. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that puzzle was my favorite part of the combination of passes and what they can do. What, how does it feel when you combine this, this, or this? Mm-hmm. So I took a picture. I was taking bathroom selfies. Yeah. So the first few like lines of my Instagram are bathroom selfies and a description of like, this is what I did. And they say it's called this. <laughs> like I did a, I did a sling pass and a sling pass and connected by a chest pass. And they say that's a double hammock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was it. And uh, people started like commenting and, um, and I like playing on Instagram. I've always pretty much almost exclusively been there. I've done some Facebook lives like way back in the day. Yeah. Um, back when Facebook was kind of more of a thing, but I love that platform of Instagram and how it can how you can foster such meaningful connections with people so quickly. Yes. Like you can just leave a comment on someone's photo and they comment back and you're like, we're best friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that moment in Step Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so easy to find common interests yeah. and to find people um, and to make those connections and to have really cool conversations. I mean, I've met you and I've met, like so many people that have enriched my professional life as an educator, my personal life as like, like one of my friends turned me on to some awesome plant food. Yeah. Plant food. <laughs> and now my plants are awesome because I have so many of them because we're all collecting house plants right now. <laughs> yeah. Houseplant. Um, like it's, it's just such a cool way to find connection. And so, um, I didn't realize that when I started it. I just wanted a platform that had an image and some text so I could document what I was learning. Yeah. And, and the the encouragement of people who were like, hey, this is useful information, made me want to keep doing it. Yeah. How long ago was this? Um, up five. Let's see, my son. Yeah, five, just over five years. Amazing. Well, you've done loads in five years. Did you ever expect it to become this big? Um, no, and I feel like it's kind of like weird saying that too. Like I, I, I feel huge imposter syndrome. Yeah, very I common with like ADHD, huge. by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I feel like that's been talked about more lately. But I feel huge imposter syndrome. I don't think that I'm very good at anything. I um, and so it feels really awkward to to even think about that it feels weird to be included in circles of of like professionals who know so well what they're talking about like it just all feels so so strange when like like it's at the beginning I was just a personal diary of what's going on but mm. when when people tell you there's something so powerful about someone telling you that you help them yeah and that's why we do baby wearing education. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's no money in this. I mean, there, there's some, but you're not making, you're not making yourself rich from baby wearing education. I'm not vacationing in wherever nobody's vacationing, but <laughs> I'm not <laughs> Oh yeah, no, to, I haven't got a private jet to take me to an Island. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm able to sustain my business. Yeah. I'm able to give myself a little bit of something extra. Yeah. But I'm not getting rich off this thing. Um, and I'm not even able to pay my mortgage for the year with it. It's a love that you just really love doing this. And I think there's so much power in someone commenting that like what you said in this post helped me this image of like, Oh, how you showed this flip there or whatever helped me. And that's the motivation that keeps you, keeps you going. Mm -hmm. Um, that, and I am fascinated by the platform that I said this kind of already, but I'm fascinated by Instagram. Yeah. I always have been. And I spend time when I am on, I took almost a year off 
So I'm definitely not, I have, I feel like I have a healthy relationship with social media and I know when to step away and when it gets too much. I'm bipolar too. So I have these periods of, of manic, like create, 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 create. And then these super low periods of like, I disappear for a year, Mm -hmm. which I did. (laughs) But when you, the cool thing about Instagram is that you can disappear for a year and you can come back and people are like, hey, nice to have you back. Let's yeah. do a thing. And you're just like back on the train doing what you were doing. It's fascinating to me. And I just like hanging out there and playing around. And I, yeah, so I think that's really the only, I overshare when I'm, <laughs> when I'm feeling like sharing. Um, I talk a lot to people and I think that's the only reason why, why things have grown on that platform because that platform is made for that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And the awesome content you create is also that, like Thank your you. your content yeah. is also of a really high quality. So it is, it yeah, is. That's so sweet. Thank well, that's why so many people. That's why so many people follow you, and you get shared and comments all the time. It's because your content is also really good quality, Amy. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's really nice. It it it's super fun when I'm in a creative mood. I'm yeah. Um, it's super fun to think about how would how would something reach someone best yeah like how can I break this complex bit of information down into something that is easy to consume which I love the reels feature right now because you can take these what was like a five minute tutorial before and make it 30 seconds Mm -hmm. it's so fun it takes an hour to edit That's what I find. Why does it take so long? And they just move like a button around too. So last night I was editing a video and then you move your finger in the wrong place and it swipes back. And you've lost it. A picture and then you lose the whole reel. Anyway, tangent. But um, yeah, all those features are really fun to play with. And I think that's one of the only reasons why some of my stuff has is, is grown because it's fun to play with that feature but I do find it I appreciate your comments very much and I do find it really fun to try to to figure out how can we use these features to reach people in a way that that gives them knowledge so that they can do the thing but also so they they can see that and be like I can do that yeah that's really what I want people to get from my um from my stuff is that like it's not something that is unattainable sure we still do yeah. like fancy finish friday and do fun stuff where we we kind of take it a little over the top but if i can do it you can do it is kind yeah. of my thing i want people to see that like you can do this you can do it and and feel confident about it there's nothing better i miss that part of baby wearing my youngest is five so yeah. no more baby wearing. but i miss that part of baby wearing when you're walking down the street with your baby on your back and your other kid is holding your hand and you're like, you got your crossbody bag or whatever with all your stuff. And you're just like, for this moment, I got my shit together. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Two seconds ago, 30 seconds ago when we were getting out of the car, not have my shit together. Yeah. Two minutes from now when we're in the store and they're, you know, having a tantrum over the toy that I can't buy them today. Yeah. Not have my shit together. But right now walking down the street, I have my shit together and people are like, there goes a lady with a baby on her back. She looks like she has her shit together. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. Oh my God. It's <laughs> fine. Don't worry. Me. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, no, I love those swag yeah. moments as well. You're just walking along okay. feeling like, you know, you've got your swag and you're just feeling so cool. Absolutely. Killing this mom thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I miss that. I can't throw my babies on my back anymore and be like, yeah and that's the feeling that I want people to have that's the motivation with every comment that you get that someone was like I got that or that's helpful or whatever you want them to have that feeling of like I did it today and baby brain helped me to do it hey Lizanne 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 Oh, sorry, Jenny. I was totally immersed in this article about baby wearing in the latest issue of Juno magazine. Juno magazine? 
What's it about? Oh, it's a great magazine, all about a natural approach to family life. They focus on conscious parenting, sustainability, community and well-being. Also, most of their articles are written by real-life families, like this one about two dads sharing their adoption story. Oh, wow. What else is there? An article on postnatal recovery, one on the power of touch, and one called Why I Carry. It's fab, Jenny. They even have a lush seasonal recipes for you to try at home, competitions, and regular columnists, like including The Mindful Dad. Fantastic. Is it new? No, they've actually been supporting parents for 15 years now. 15 years? I know. They're constantly evolving with our rapidly changing times and reflect modern parenting values in the light of new research. Each issue is built around information, inspiration and inclusion. Ooh, that sounds good. It really is. They include supportive features from families sharing their experiences, articles and product reviews to help you make sustainable choices and they aim to make everyone feel welcome in the community. I'm glad you've mentioned sustainability because as a cloth bum mum, I am eco-conscious. Well, you'll be glad to know that Juno magazine is printed on responsibly sourced paper and if you take out a subscription, you get access to their full digital back catalogue. So I can read their full digital back catalogue on my laptop, my tablet and my phone? Yep, and they'll even send you a free gift when you subscribe. Plus, subscription issues are sent with free UK delivery. I'm sold. How do I subscribe? It's so easy. Just pop over to www.junomagazine.com and sign up. Brilliant! The Mother Rucker podcast is sponsored by Integra Baby, a family-run UK business who don't compromise on ethics and sustainability. Integra stands for the future and they believe that with the right choices, we can nurture our babies and our planet. For over a decade, Sarah and her team have worked tirelessly to bring you baby, toddler and preschool carriers of the highest quality. The multi-award winning Integra design is an industry leader and their stunning range of limited edition prints, colours and fabrics such as Harris Tweed make Integra carriers extremely desirable and collectible. With an equally attractive price point and a range of carrying positions available, Integra baby carriers are an absolute must for anyone looking to carry their child. Find yours now at integrababy.co.uk. It's empowering parents to just to feel like they can actually do this parenting thing because the world is so different from when we were babies and from when our parents were babies and and the world we're in right now is different from when I had my babies. They're two and four. Like, and that is, it's so different. Like the parents who are having babies this year, just, oh, they're doing parenting on extra hard mode. Like, and the consults that I've done quite often, I'm the first person they've seen outside of lockdown because they haven't wanted to go anywhere with their baby and there hasn't been anywhere to go, but they've made the effort to come see me because they need the help. And that honor of that, that first visit, their first trip out as a family, like, I'm taking family photos of them, you know, and sending them to them afterwards. So they've got that memory because they won't have anyone else to take the picture. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's about that moment. It's about empowering them um, to get through this, um, but just to get through becoming a parent as well, like we were talking about earlier. So being in the US, obviously we share a language, um, but what what does carrying in general look like in the US? Is it very common? Is it not? What carriers do you tend to see people using? And yeah, what's what have you found in your experience? And I'm aware that the US is absolutely massive um, and you can fit like 200 UKs in the US. So yeah, yeah. there's huge differences. Oh, good, good. Yeah, the cool thing about, I get to travel, one of my jobs for, baby wearing stuff is to work with Ergo Baby and then I travel for some of their like the baby shows like the baby shower kind of shows that are around um which is something I miss so much this year but this year I've been able to do virtual shows which is really fun because I feel really disconnected from all that stuff from knowing what people are interested in, in in wherever they are um if it's like there's a lot of climate stuff like folks down south and in Florida and Texas want to make sure that they're not hot that is their number one consideration is it mesh is it light is it breathable because they don't want to be hot yeah um but then other folks in other places have different concerns other than that like up here in the Pacific Northwest we need to make sure that we have rain considerations (laughs) going on so like my um 
the first, oh, it wasn't, it was the first soft structured carrier that I think we bought in a while. It was an Ergo Baby, but it, it was waterproof. Because mm. uh, we were walking our youngest to elementary school, like four blocks every day and carrying the baby as we went and needed something. And my husband was doing that and he needed something to carry the baby in that could hang out with the rain. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of, I think, in different regions, a lot of climate concern stuff so that you can be outside and, and do your thing all the time. Um, there's definitely a lot like of mainstream, like we see a lot of soft structure carriers, a lot, lot, lot of soft yeah. structure carriers. Um, but that's also a lot to do with the availability. You could go to any big box store like Target um, and get a soft structured carrier it's a lot harder to get, um, it's almost impossible to get woven wraps in a store. Yeah. You yeah, no, you can't get them in, you can't get them in shops here. And, and that's the nature of wovens too, how they're, they're produced in small batches and there's the release and, and all that kind of stuff. It, it's just harder to do. We used to have a store here that had stuff. Oh my gosh. When was that? Seven or eight years ago, but it's been a, it's been a while. Um, so buckle carriers, I think, have a lot of prevalence because they're so available. Yeah. Even those stretchy wraps, I think, are one of the most accessible because of their affordability. Mm -hmm. And you can get them in a big box store. There's still that intimidation factor yeah. with them. Even when we were able to do in-person meetings, um, we didn't. when we were lending, we never lent a stretchy wrap. No one ever wanted to lend them. We'd wow. use them in meetings to teach, but in two years, we not one single checkout mm. of stretchy People would come for the structured carriers and the wovens to try different wovens. Oh um, right. Yeah. And, and to check out structured carriers. And then after we we stopped lending a couple of years ago and we focus just on education now. Mm. And because our it everything dwindled after after the fall of Baby Wearing International. Um so yeah. Lots of like kind of mainstream stuff. But it's really, really encouraging to see the folks that are into rapping and into other things and want to like really get into that. Yeah, that's really, that's really fun. We see a lot of people that are really just using baby wearing as a tool for the first year, yeah. and that's it, which is totally fine. Mm -hmm. If that's how you want to use it, go for it. I'm so glad that you're baby wearing. Yeah, that's it, it. That's it. You can just have like one carrier that you use for the whole year. That is also totally fine, um, yeah. but I see a, I see a lot of that. It's the few and far betweens of the people that are like that see it as a culture anymore. Whereas like four or five years ago, it was a culture, and now it seems to just be kind of part of part of overall parenting, which is great. It's like there's ups and downs. Yes, I know what you mean. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought up Babering International because obviously um, in the UK we have a really strong um, sling library network. Um, there's roundabout, I think there's now like 400 sling libraries in the whole of the UK, um, which for a tiny island is a lot, uh, which is really great. Um, so for those who don't know, um, I, I, obviously if it's in your expertise, you don't have to, but if you could just give us a little bit about who Baby Wearing International was and what they did and a bit about what happened and how that affected carrying in the US because it, it did affect the whole nation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was an interesting time. Um, back in it was the middle of 2018. Mm. Um, when it was toward the end, actually, middle to the end of 2018. And Baby Wearing International was like our network, basically, and in true American fashion, it was called international, even though it was Holy American. I know. <laughs> like, American like, like your chapter. baseball world series is uh <laughs> is a just American team. True American fashion, right? We are the center. Always number one. <laughs> <laughs> have to be number one for everything. Um, and, I, and I know they named it that way because the intention was always to expand to to international chapters. Um the I think part of the problem was and this is like deep into stuff. It I maybe too much, but they just grew too fast. They were oh, having right. a hard time 
keeping up with all the new chapter requests and, mm -hmm. and it was a lot and they were really getting their stuff together. They hired an executive director, which was a paid position, which was amazing. Yeah. Not every nonprofit can have a paid employee. Mm -hmm. um, so I kudos to the board of directors for getting everything that far. Um, things were looking great to open up new chapter stuff, but it just became over a while. We're noticing, um, there was a decline with people coming to meetings mm. because baby wearing support had become so much more mainstream. Right. And the act of baby wearing in and of itself had become so much more mainstream. I remember when uh, there was a big celebration when uh, it started that the baby carriers were showing up on, on um, like registry lists, like target added baby carrier to their must haves on their registry stuff. Wow. That was huge. Yeah. Just seeing that because you didn't see that before. Mm. They totally skipped over it. And it was up to these niche organizations like BWI to really get the word out there about carriers because the retailers weren't doing it for us. Mm. So once that happened, it was like a year or two, maybe three years. Time is so weird right now. I know, I know. <laughs> I such a hard time with time. But um, so, so there just wasn't as much of a need mm. for the the activism. Yeah. I think that WI was doing. Um, they also, to be totally honest and blunt, ran out of money. Right. There weren't as many people paying dues and stuff anymore. Um, and their their conference system was really weird. The way they they organized their conferences, they would have a different chapter every two years organize the conference. There wasn't like a central conference committee. Oh, okay. Which are, if you are out there planning a big nonprofit and and you want to have a conference every two years, make sure that the leadership is consistent with that because planning a conference is a huge responsibility. Yeah, and you miss things. And we have we have people. We I was not on the board of directors of BWI, so I sh I shouldn't like say that I'm like a, an inside member of any of this. Um, I just have a lot of no, I'm not a lot. I have friends who who knew this stuff and who served yeah. on, on the boards and whatnot. Um, having a central people to handle that stuff gets rid of a lot of errors and a lot yeah. of mismanagement of things. Um, they all did their absolute best that they could, but weird mothers, educators, um, not professional conference managers. And I think that had to do some of it i know that has to do with some of it too which is probably way more than we actually need to talk about with bwi but there were so many things that it was just some 2020 bad luck a couple of years mm. too early that that snowballed into we don't have bwi anymore which is a huge shame and if there's someone listening in the united states who has a lot of time on their hands and is really passionate about baby wearing we have some really great, like people really stepped up to do some awesome things after that. Mm. Um, my, friend, my friend, Laura Brown, uh, created an awesome website called babywearinghelp.org where you can go now uh, and find consultants and find libraries and baby wearing groups all around the country. I can't, I don't think it's international. I think it's U.S. focused. Yeah. But knowing her. She she has all kinds of stuff going on. We've got on. one in the UK as well. We've got um uh slingpages.co.uk because our our telephone directories that we used to have, they were yellow and they were called the yellow pages. So we named it the sling pages. Pages. To honor the yellow pages. But yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, so there's no no national network anymore. And I think that somebody should start one and make it like really informal, but like, I don't know. Yeah. More you should do it. Yeah. You're busy enough, are you? <laughs> There's, uh, I'm trying to, um, I read this book this year called Essentialism. Mm -hmm. And it's about like, like streamlining and focusing on one thing really well instead of all the things because I like to put, I like to do all the things. And like, I, I'm that kind of person that would be like, yeah, sure, let's do that. Let's do, let's create a nationwide network of educators and- Oh, can it be? <laughs> <laughs> can 
<laughs> I run a local group called Beers and Babies. We used to meet at breweries with our babies and we like wear them in a carrier and drink beer and you call them pubs, right? We call yeah. them breweries. <laughs> um, uh, we can't do that anymore. So we're doing some virtual events, but um, I thought about doing that nationwide, but it is so much work. Mm. I have so much respect to the people who run those sites, even just local yeah. organizations that provide free help for people, free meetings for people, free stuff. It's just so much work and you're putting yourself out there. So much, there's so much vulnerability mm. in running those groups, which is so funny because from an outsider's perspective, I, people are always like the same thing with social media. They see this, that you have a group that you have whatever, and that you must have like all the stuff just so nice. Like, no, <laughs> it's actually a lot of work. It's actually makes me feel really vulnerable sometimes putting some of that stuff out there, but we like this stuff. So we keep doing it. Exactly. Well, cause the, the, this is what I found throughout the pandemic as well. Like a few people that I, I don't speak to that regularly who've been like, oh, how have you done? How did your business do over the pandemic? I've been like, okay, I had to change a lot, but you know, babies were still being born. Like there's still parents that need help. I just had to adapt my business so I could help them. And yeah, how did you, how did you get on? Did you manage to adapt? Okay. Or? Yeah. Um, thankfully a lot of what I do is on social media. So that was really cool. That not was really cool. That's really cool. <laughs> that, yeah. That it, um, that there's continue continuity. Sorry. There's continuity in that. Um, the other thing that's really interesting about that is it was January and we were having a baby. I this memory, I'm going back to a memory, wavy lines, Whoa, memory time. It's January <laughs> and we're in a baby wearing meeting. And I was having a conversation with my business partner. Um, her name is Marcy. She's also a baby wearing educator. She also lives here in Portland, Oregon. Um, and we also have Kat. She is a baby wearing educator in Salem. Um, so I was talking with her and I was like, um, I think we should do some online stuff, some webinars. I, I see like, for some reason this year, I just see like online is gonna, we need to do like more virtual classes. Yeah. Um, I have this baby wearing course for like doulas and um, perinatal professionals that I created a couple of years ago. And I was like, I'm going to work on um, making that like a, a virtual thing, mm -hmm. like a online, all videos, on demand kind of access thing. Um, I'm going to work on like some webinars and stuff. And this was in January. And then two months later, yeah. I was like, Am I psychic? <laughs> I think you must be. Because we were already setting up yeah. to do that stuff. So I filmed, it took like four months for me to film all the things for, for my course. And I marketed that and released it. Um, and that's really, the really cool thing is that now I have students from all over the world. I used to have students just here in Portland and you know, like I did two classes a year and have like 20 students a year and mm -hmm. that felt really good and successful to me. And now it's many more times than that. And there's people from all over the world and they have helped me to continue to be able to baby wear this year and to be able to get to talk about my favorite thing, baby wearing. Mm -hmm. So that has been, really cool that we were able to do that. And then my job for Ergo Baby, I usually travel to all the shows and get to talk to people, but they, um, they've been a partner with the Prego Expo, which is one of our baby shows here in the United States for a few years now. And Prego Expo went all virtual with mm. their shows. Actually, I think they have an in-person one coming up uh, as soon as we can. I think it's later this year. I'm not going, but anyway, um, I've gotten to do like half a dozen shows for them just here in my studio room talking like I am talking to you now and they all have comments and questions and it's very interactive. So it's almost like I've been able to, to do that same work. It's yeah. just, I don't get to travel to <laughs> really miss the traveling part because like I said, I really like to explore urban areas. It's really, really fun um, and visit 
state capitals. That's something that I travel with. Um, one of my, my friends, Christy, she's on Instagram as Baby Wearing Basics. Um, you should check her out. I do. I follow her as well. <laughs> Great. Um, we travel together for Ergo Baby and we visit state capitals because we are both, she's a librarian by trade and we're both nerds and I miss that. So it's been really cool that we have all of these tools to be able to go virtual because yeah. Oh I my God. Could you imagine? Like, like that. Let's Could you it. imagine if this I had happened and we didn't have online capabilities? Like, no, if it was 1918, I'd be like, what? No. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you read? You draw? Yeah. <laughs> no. <I'll stitch>. What? <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. So it, it's been super. I was able to like I revived my Instagram this year after taking a year off. Doing these virtual shows has been really fun. Um, making graphics and doing reels and doing this course. And um, after everybody completes the course, they have a one-on-one -on -one sit down with me. And it's just half an hour to just like talk about. It's not a test. It's just like a talk about how you felt about everything and if you had questions and stuff. And mm. these women are so inspiring. They're so, because they, they're creating sling libraries. They're, they're doing like one of them does, um, uh, several of them actually do breastfeeding and doula work and all this other stuff. And they're adding baby wearing into it. And they're like the only one in their County that does all this stuff. Mm. And for us, our county is like, eh, anyway, it doesn't matter. It's an, a big area that's smaller than a state, but bigger than a city. Yeah, no, we've, um, we've got, we have counties here too. Yeah, 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 you guys have counties. Um, so talking with all those people, being able to talk with them and learn about what they're trying to do, what, what inspires them, what motivates them and gets them going has been so inspiring for me that that is what has kept me going this year, I don't know what I would have done this year without, without all these tools and technology that we have and without being able to continue to do this work. It's mm. been as lucky as I am to be able to be home with my whole family. Um, it's been a really hard, stressful year for everybody. Even, I think even if your life on, I keep telling this to people, like, if I turned off my phone and didn't look at the news and didn't know it was a pandemic and whatever, and just looked around at like, I am home with my family and we're worried, but we're okay. We're comfortable. We can still put food on the table. Yeah. Not sure how that's going to be in a month, but we can still put food on the table for now. And that is a huge privilege. And if I were to just turn off everything that was going on, I'd be fine. But I can't do that. So we're all so stressed out, even if our situation is good. And if not, 2020 is making our not good situation even worse. And uh, anyway, my point is, I'm just so glad that I've been able to do this work this year because mm. it's kept me mentally present to be there for the rest of my life. Mm. There's huge rewards from this stuff, even though we don't make a lot of money or, or get international fame or anything like that from it. There's still these huge, the payoff that, that helping people. It's that them. moment. It's that moment when a parent first puts their child in a comfortable carrier and they get that right. And you just, and you see them. It's just, that's it. It's just a look of, oh. Oh. that's the moment that mm -hmm. that is what we do it for is that moment and oh every time it gets me every time when I see a parent have that moment and yeah that's that's what that's why I do it um yep. but, oh, yeah oh yeah we all do yep it's that's the payoff yeah cool so on to our very last question Yes. A nice oh, yes. tricky one for you. Um, what is your top tip for carrying for parents and caregivers? I know I was trying to think about this because oh, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else that has answered this question has like done 
such an eloquent and wonderful job with it. Um, and I'm sure that I will repeat some things that other people have said too, but I guess for me, it's to, it's to come back to this. It, it kind of sounds cliche because we all say it all the time, but you are the expert. Yes. I'm, I know some things about baby wearing and I'm here to help you, but you know, your kid, you know, your baby, you know, yourself, you know your lifestyle, you know your budget, you know the, what you want to use things for, like you are the expert. I'm simply, I'm not an expert. And again, coming back to like imposter syndrome and stuff, feel really uncomfortable when everybody, when anybody, not everybody, when anybody gives me that label, I'm like, I'm an educator. And that's how I like to label myself as just an educator. But because I'm not the expert, you're the expert on your baby. I am the expert on my baby. So when I was wearing my babies, I was doing a kick-ass job at it because I knew my kids, I knew my body, I knew my capabilities, what I could do and what I couldn't do. So I did a great job wearing my kids. And I want everyone else that ever touches a carrier to feel the same way. I did a great job. I wore that child three times and I only did it on the subway. But when I did it, I did a great job at it. And I think when we're in this new parent space, that's all any of us wants is for you maybe breastfed for six weeks, but you did a great job. You did, you did the great thing for your baby, mm -hmm. whether it was six hours or six years or whatever, like you did great. And, and so I always, I think that's the foundation of, of all of my stuff is that you, you know, your baby, mm -hmm. I just want to make you feel that confidence that, you know, your baby, I want you to know that, you know, your baby, because we, new parents have imposter syndrome too. Yep. They're all like, I can't do it. You leave the hospital with your baby in the little carrier thing. And you look back all like, are you sure I can leave? with this baby, <laughs> like you really trust me with the whole life. Um, we have so much doubt in our skills that, that I only want my work to, to encourage people to, to not feel doubt because when you feel doubt about your ability to carry your child, mm -hmm. it spills over into so many other things. And, and it's not just, I'm not centering baby wearing in that way that like, if you feel doubt about this, you feel, it's anytime you feel doubt about a new thing as a new yeah. parent, yeah. whether it's swaddling or diapering or carrying or breastfeeding or sleep or feeding or there's anything that goes a little bit wrong. It comes back to doubting your skills as a parent, not yeah. as a baby wearer or a diaper or a breastfeeder, but as a parent. Yeah. And like when I say that, you know, I walk down the street with my baby on my back and you feel confident. I felt confident as a parent. I felt yeah. confident in my role as a person, not just as a baby wearer. For all of us that work in this space, regardless of the work that we do, like I said, breastfeeding or baby wearing or anything, I think we're all thinking about that. Just wanting to make you know that you can do it. You're doing a great job at it and you have all of the skills that you need inside of you already. They will come out as you, as you, you know, learn to hear about your baby, as you get into this role, as you all that. And if I can help add anything to that, it's an, it's an honor to be part of, of, of that life. Like you said, it's the first visit out. Yeah. What an honor to be part of that. Such an honor. Oh, thank you so much. That was so beautiful, the way you described that. That was wonderful. Yeah, yeah no, it was. I, it's, and, and everyone that has answered that, it's, it's a beautiful question to answer, I think, because we feel so passionately about this work. Yeah. And, and it comes out in all the conversations that you've had with other people. You can tell it. Everyone just radiates this love of, of what we do. So, so it's super nice to have conversations like this yeah. <laughs> with other people. I was, I was just telling my husband before, I am doing a show, a prego show for this right after this. I get to talk about baby wearing for four hours today. Yeah. So I'm like, this is a great day. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> you want to keep doing the work. It makes you want to keep 
taking an hour to edit a 30 second video and and <laughs> showering so you're present for being in a social media video and it keeps you motivated during all of this so yay. yeah yeah oh amy thank you so much for appearing on the podcast where can people find you if they want to follow up oh thank yeah thank you for having me lizanne um i'm on instagram i'm amy rapsabies i have a youtube too but i don't do very much with it i'm hardly ever on facebook i share to facebook but i'm on instagram as amy rapsabies and that's that's my home fab cool well thank you so much again for taking the time out of your super busy baby wearing chatting day um, to <laughs> spend the time with me on the podcast. It's been absolutely brilliant to chat to you in real life. Uh, well, as in real life as we're going right. to get horribly. 2020 real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Mother Rucker podcast with me, Lizanne Skinner. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Mother Rucker UK and on YouTube. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast, please send an email to podcast at motherrucker.co.uk. If you need help with carrying, I'm available for online and in-person consultations five days a week. Please go to www.motherrucker.co.uk for more information. Remember to like, share, and subscribe, text your mate, post it on social media, all that jazz. Get the word out there. Bye.